0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. (laughs) Whatever time it is you're listening to this, welcome to Red Zatar. I leave you guys for three months and the world just goes bananas. Is that what we're going to do? Is that what it is? Well, welcome to another episode. Let's start off there, shall we? Let's start off with the formalities Before we just dive right in, not just to what's going on in the world, because there's plenty of that in the news and, and all the content we just absorb every second of every day, but how our personal lives are also going crazy. And even if you try to disassociate like most of humanity, you know, we get used to our jobs, our families, our habits, whether good or bad, just to kind of drown out. The reality of things, and that's the technique of the enemy. That's that's been their 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 go-to when it comes to keeping us subdued. No matter what you do, it always just seems to kind of come back out to the surface. And the best I could do to to I don't know, I guess try to help you out in what you're going through in life is to point out some things that are happening in my personal experience. Because that's all I can talk about. Who am I? I mean, I'm nobody. Um, I don't claim to be an expert. I don't even know who I am sometimes. But I come here, I vent, and I hope that those handful of listeners out there globally that I thank every single day get to enjoy what I'm talking about. That's really it. That's really it. There's so much out there that you can click on. And there's some of you out there that are clicking on this, on Red Zatar. And I love you guys for it. So, three months off. Why? What's going on? Um, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. The last couple of episodes, I was really putting a focus on getting involved, right? And all the all the... Talking heads are telling us to get involved locally, get into the governments, run for office, run for school boards. But neither of these things or none of these things mean anything to me. I'm not a political type of person, right? I see the reality of this situ of the system of politics, and I just I don't know. I feel like I'm putting something pure into an infested, corrupted system, and I don't know, I value myself too much to do that, so politics, out, school boards, you know, I do love the kids of the neighborhood and all my family members and and the neighbor's kids, etc., but, you know, not enough to want to go run their school boards, that's for the parents to do, they have way more skin in the game than me, because I know, God knows how corrupt that system is also. With all this critical race theory they're trying to teach the kids. Socialism and communism and and homosexuality and transgenderism and gender fluidity. All this this, this dysmorphia they're trying to put on the kids for the next generation to be completely whacked. More than we already are. uh, Needs to get cleansed out. So God bless every parent that's doing that. Running for school board. And while I tried to kind of like figure myself out. I went to the book. I read the Bible. I read the Bible every day. I'm not that great at it, okay? But it's just my little getaway where I'm already on the phone. I might as well pull up the Bible app and just kind of go through some verses. It's not a, It's not a, an obligation. It's something I choose to do. My spirit feels better when I do it, right? I'm already reading things. Half of what I'm reading is disgusting and, and you know just trying to bring you down and trying to destroy your spirit. And when I read the Bible, and I kind of go through my mental inventory of who I am, what I stand for, I'm a warrior through and through, God made me that way. I was born a warrior, I never understood what my fight was, I always thought authority was my fight, authority, just no name, no face, authority. Uh, eventually the liberal schools in America and in, even in Lebanon would put a face on that enemy and that face was super biased and super uninformed. And then you grow up with this chip on your shoulder thinking the world thinks you're a terrorist, so I, you, you have a certain enemy you want. And it's usually your fellow man, your neighbor. Uh, division, just like they did it with black and white. They do it with rich and poor. They did it with Arab and, and Western. They're still doing that to this day. You know, thank God people are shaking that off, right? But that warrior mentality was always on me. I just couldn't shake, you know, I just didn't have the fight. So, I mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm going to, you know, we should all either run for office, school boards, all of these things. But what if you're a warrior? What if you're, you know, you're not meant to... um you're not meant to be in this politically correct environment. You you got to say things how you mean them and and, you know, not caring about people's feelings, right? And the only place that I felt would welcome me and that I would get along with and get, you know, almost feel like at home, right at home, was the military, right? After praying about it, thinking about it, just kind of like meditating on it. It just felt right and not even just the military the space force specifically knowing what trump did with this particular organization and the role it's playing in in this current information war and and basically the the struggle for freedom over tyranny that was my go-to and i just kept my friends kept like out of nowhere bringing them up i'm like all right this is god talking to me i gotta go ahead and just try it at least try it so i did and I want to walk you through my <laughs> my journey, because this all started literally the week of the last episode, episode 16, okay? I went on the website, and for the Space Force, since it's a part of the Air Force, you know, you got to go to this Air Force website and just apply there, and then they kind of like filter you out to the Space Force. I do the thing there, and the only people that got a hold of me were the Air Force, and if you've been listening to these episodes, you kind of know my personality. I'm the type where I don't just let Jesus take the wheel. I say, Lord, take the car. Drive it to the destination you want. And let me know when I got to get out of it. <laughs> that's that's the level of. Like, I don't know, what's the word? Just submissiveness I have to God because I've done Everything in my life up until this point, the 30 years of, of atheism that I've lived, was me, 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 I, 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 I can do that, I will do that, and if I can't do that, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, I'm, you know, that's just kind of the atheistic Darwinism mentality of the secular world we live in. None of that worked, so I'm like, I'm going to do the 180 degree opposite, and that's cool, but maybe I'll kind of like equal out eventually, and I I love that, I'd rather equal out... With God handling it, than me trying to equal myself out and everything's, you know, you know, just um, gray area. No black and white. Everything's gray. You can never settle on anything. Fact checks tell you the truth is a lie and the lie is a truth. And you're just kind of lost in the sauce at all times until you die. And the sooner you die, the better, according to the enemy. Okay? So because of this type of mentality i have where i just say god you handle it all whatever happens with this military endeavor i was gonna i was cool with it i was so cool with it you should have seen me you should have you should have been in my shoes i wasn't stressed i wasn't nervous i didn't second guess my questions and answers i just kind of i laid it out whatever i was feeling i was saying the only people that got a hold of me were the air force and i was like you know what maybe that's god you're going to hear this a lot from me today. Every single thing that happened, I was like, maybe that's God. Let me just trust. Let me just put it on God and, and go with the flow. Because none of it felt wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Pentagon. It's, it's our military. It's the people that defend our constitution. I love these people. We always say thank you for this, for your service. We always, uh, like when I had my business, My the only people I would feel good about giving discounts to were the service members, active and former, Right. And I went through the process of recruitment, and you know, um, a lot. All of this stuff is open source. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like disclosing things, and nothing there to disclose except for my experience. And uh, things went smooth from the first meeting with the recruiter to the background checks, to everything, everything was going well, what surprised me the most, and I don't know how you guys feel about this when things go this good in your life, but there's a few tests you got to take, personality tests, um, aptitude tests, intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, writing and math and all that stuff. Um, I haven't been in school since, what, 2015, 2016 was the last course I ever took, college course, and my whole university experience was really, you gotta think about it. I was atheist back then, right? It was really draining. I still was hating authority. So the classroom setting was not my setting. And I was never able to kind of like keep my GPA up, keep my grades in check. I got up to Calculus 2 and thank God for the intelligence he's gifted me with, but Calc 2 destroyed me twice. I was like, all right, enough is enough. I'm dropping out, okay? I wanted money. It was all about ambition and greed and how am I going to start my own business, this independent thing away from any sort of authority figure. But even when you do that, you're stuck under the IRS and this government tyranny This bullshit. It sucks. We're trapped. <laughs> We're trapped and I'm trying to get us all out of here, but I was surprised. I'm telling you, all I did before these tests was pray, give it up to the Holy Spirit. And I was getting ninety-two percent, ninety-four percent. Now, granted, they grade these these tests different, and maybe that's what I've been missing. the The this education system we live in loves people who think in the box, inside of the box. You will be great if you could just stay within the lines, color within the lines, and you'll be an A student, valedictorian, et cetera, et cetera. You'll get to Stanford, into the secret societies of Yale. <laughs> You know, if your dad isn't George W. Bush or George H. W. Um, But if you're outside of the box and if you're a critical thinker, you will hate. It's a prison system. That's what school felt like. But these tests, I'm acing. I'm feeling good. I'm like, God, thank you so much. This is destined. This is literally where you wanted me to be. And I'm finally on the path. And that's what kept me away from the podcast. I'm like, all right. This is where I got to focus on. Let me just leave my focus on this process of getting into the military. And plus, you don't know much about the military starting out. You don't want to be like, you know, all public about it and being on on a podcast, um, just talking, you know, just to talk about it. So I stayed away from the podcast and uh, did my examinations, my physicals and all that stuff. And all of that went smooth. Until we started talking serious about this vaccine. Okay. Once we started talking serious about the vaccine. Keep in mind, it's always been a part of the discussion from the beginning. Because once I started applying, that's when the the Secretary of Defense. It's the same week. I'm not even joking. (laughs) The same week I'm applying, the Secretary of Defense is releasing notes to the people in the military. Like, all right, vaccine mandates coming up for the, you know, for, for active duty. And it starts in two weeks. And along the process of my recruitment, my recruiters, you know, letting me know, like, listen, you might have to change your mind. Cause I don't know. It's, it's looking like they're going to mandate it for everybody. I'm like, isn't there a way to kind of like work with me? Cause I'm I'm sure there's a r- religious exemption I could apply for. I mean, any other vaccine that's already been tested and tried and that's been ongoing in the military, I have no problem with, right? This is a sacrifice for the country, but with this one specifically, and knowing the characters involved, and knowing the the timing of the virus releasing and what it what it did to our elections last year, etc. etc. I wasn't feeling great about it, right? And they tell me, yeah, there's a religious exemption. So by the time it was time for me to get that religious exemption officially filed and everything, the Secretary of Defense releases one where it's now everybody going into training before you even finish your training and get into active duty, basic military training. Everybody going in has to get their vaccine. And guess who, who partnered up with, the, with our Pentagon? Pfizer. That's the, the, the standardized vaccine they got for this. Okay. I was, all right, this is also a God thing. Every single thing, I'm alive because of God. Every test I get is because of God. This is my attitude, and I'm telling you, it removes so much weight off your back. So much weight. Long story short, I send in my religious exemption letter, and it lays out specifically my beliefs. Keep in mind, we're talking about America here. I haven't had to tell somebody what my beliefs are were or aren't since Lebanon, where they put your religion, even if you don't practice that religion, they'll stamp that shit on your ID card. Okay. You are in a box within a box within a box. And that's where these elitist, you know, I don't want to say the word, but booty lickers, um, that's where they want you. They want you there they're corrupt and you'll notice in countries like lebanon the entire system is obviously corrupt in america it's less obvious it's less obvious all right guys sorry about that i had to go for a bit my dinner was ready the oven turned on or turned off i had to grab my food out of the oven and i hope every single one of you listening had a nice meal you're nourished you're protected you got a roof over your head clothes on your back you're listening to this so thank god you got the ability to and uh, i pray you're blessed but let's get back to it right so i was talking about this religious exemption and how just the act of it is already too much for me and for any law-abiding constitutionally focused american or citizen of every any country would be um But again, God's in control. I went along with it. Let me choose my battles carefully. The next day, I get told that I'm permanently disqualified from the Air Force. I don't know. I don't think I felt that disappointed in anything. Then maybe when me and my fiance broke off our engagement. It was really devastating. And it contributed to me staying away from the podcast because I was disillusioned, I think is the best way to describe it. Everything was going beautifully. Every single thing. I felt at home. I felt like this is where I belong, my tests and every single step that I took in the process was going amazingly, and then all of a sudden, I send in this religious exemption, and immediately I get told, and here's what they tell me is the reason, they tell me they found CBD in my system, okay, here's the thing. I owned a CBD business before I decided to apply to the military. The business had been shut down for three months. I hadn't ingested on accident, like, you know, I, I picked up lip balm that it turned out to be a CBD lip balm, or I took a bath bomb with a bath bomb that's got CBD in it, one of those types of ways, or purposefully ingested CBD in months. So my conspiratorial mind, my Uh, untrustworthy mind assumed that that was just their easy way out. A couple of weeks later, eventually I figure out that no, they actually did find the CBD. I don't know where this would pop up in my system. All I know is there was no recourse. It was an immediate, immediate disqualification. They I I was fully transparent in the beginning of the process with every bit of drug I ever tried in my life, how abstinent I've been, how I haven't even touched alcohol in months, all of these things. Instead of me being like like, you know, what I was told in this letter that I got a few weeks after where it was that said I have another chance in 90 days. No, they tell me I'm permanently disqualified. And It got to the point where I'm like, okay, how far does this disease go in society? And the disease I'm talking about is the spiritual corruption. It's this shadow that covers most good meaning people, whether they're Christian, you know, as long as they're God fearing, let's call them good god-fearing people this shadow that covers their behavior as soon as it starts getting involved with their income once you start like throwing any kind of shade at their ability to make money and to provide for their families they are shocked and they will actually become agents of darkness to protect what they got and by design the system is beautiful for that The system makes so much sense for that because now you've got all these little calves just sucking at the teat of the system. And as soon as the cow, mama mama cow decides she wants to move things over here, they have no choice but to kind of follow the nipple (laughs) to the other part of the farm. And unfortunately, where things are going, it looks like the bad guys... Are running the show we're experiencing this in our everyday lives we go to the grocery store we see a bunch of people with a mask on knowing that the science does not work for it knowing that it's unhealthy knowing that it's compromising immune systems and they got it on in a massive store and you know the one store that's allowed to stay open all the mom-and-pop shops have to either shut down close they're non-essential Are we going to forget everything that's happened the last year and a half? Are we going to forget how it seemed like the science had a bias against small business? Against churches? Are we going to forget all that? In my case, it got to me when I was trying to serve my country. That's what I'm trying to say. Like this darkness has even covered up. The one institution I thought that was outside of control of these bureaucrats. You know, I know there's a military industrial complex. I get that. I'm not, you know, oblivious to that fact. But look at our country. We have good generals in place. We have good military leaders that are still there, that are still working, that got us to this point, that allowed, let's say, I won't even say allowed, that assisted and selected Trump to run and to succeed, to kind of pull through all the cheating that might have occurred in 2016, these guys are still in there, and for for my situation to go the way it went, it just really bummed me out. It really bummed me out. but it, it's a test. So what happened to me <clears throat> excuse me, what happened to me is I was forced to it's a test of my faith. How far am I willing to go in my blind walk? Am I going to retreat and, and just kind of fall to my comfort zone and, and, and um, become a victim of everything? Or am I going to stand strong in knowing that just like God got me through the entire process up until that point? And why would he stop? Why would that disqualification be not of God? You know what I mean? There must have been a reason that that disqualification must have happened. And it's beyond my understanding. I say all of that to kind of paint this picture. Each one of you could be going through something like this in your personal lives. It doesn't matter where you're from, how old you are, uh, your religion, your non-religion, whatever the case is, your politics. Something inside of you is calling you out of this facade, this, you know, the best way to put it, now that we have the pop culture words and, and visual, visuals to describe it, to get yourself out of the matrix, right, you feel this inside of you, this burning desire that you don't belong in the system of systems they've created for us, and unfortunately, it nowadays, it just seems like there's less and less places for us to disappear and to hide from all of this. In my case, I'd be able to book a ticket, go home to Lebanon, chill with my grandma, and hang out in my village with all my friends. That was my little escape. Now I can't do that. Right? Because I will not participate even in the mask wearing. So even when the vaccine wasn't mandated, I was not traveling. I'm not, you know, what kind of a jerk do you expect me to be? I, the truth is the truth. Just because you claim something is the truth does not mean I have to go along with it. So I do not participate. I do not give my business to anybody mandating a mask, especially not a vaccine, because we already know where that's going biblically. Um, it starts gradually, folks. For, it really does. And now that... They're slowly trying to suffocate us. They're not trying to suffocate the normies, you know, the guys that are still on the tee. Because those guys will kind of find ways, like they'll they'll uh, struggle against the idea of maybe getting the vaccine, but they don't mind wearing the mask. They don't want to ruffle and ruffle any feathers. They're just going along with the flow. The vaccine, they'll they'll kind of like. Hang on as long as possible before it's, it's it, they got to take that vaccine. And they'll take it. And then the, the boosters will show up and they'll take those too. But thank God, thank God, this awakening that we're witnessing as humanity is kind of being pushed to the brink. Not just you and me, but even the normies. Every booster they announce. Every concentration camp they open in Australia. Every Santa Claus they arrest in Germany. For not wearing a mask. Is turning on some light bulbs. And of course. The Holy Spirit has a lot to do with that. Whether you believe in Jesus or not. The world view. That is the world view. Is Jesus came. He died. He resurrected. Left his Holy Spirit. And said he was coming back for a sequel. And every single thing we're witnessing now. Was foretold. Is prophetic. Bible prophecy. Okay. Mark of the beast. All that. All that. Good stuff. Um, Holy Spirit is moving in the world. It's inspiring people like you and me to say no. It's inspiring people like you and me, whether you believe in Jesus or you don't, to stand up against authority when every single muscle in your in your being wants to tell you no, no, no. Just stay here. Just go get a job. This company's offering you a position. This company's offering you a position. Just shut up, make money, be quiet. You'll succeed, you'll live a great life, six figures, seven figures, it's beautiful. The the, the logic part of the brain, the common sense part of the brain is saying, no, 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 no. And that's what's participating in this interdimensional Holy Spirit-filled situation where the spirit is being called for something greater. I say all of that to kind of I guess to, to help help you guys relate, and for me to relate to others, because I feel like in my circle, I'm I'm you know few and far between. I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not the only awake person I know, but I'm the only one that's willing to sacrifice it all. I'm the only one that's willing to say, I will never participate in this facade, even if it means homelessness, even if it means you know. Uh, poverty, hunger, uh, death even. And, I, you know, that's that's because at the end of the day, the, the, the Bible says to die unto yourself, to kill the ego. When you kill the ego, you become a servant of Christ. You become the servant of the higher, the most high. And when you do that, no man, no government... Which is just an organization of men. No institution could ever scare you into submissiveness or uh, becoming a serf. No matter what it means. No matter what it means. Um, And with every booster, here's where I got to go back to. This concept of the booster shots waking people up. While I sip on this tea. Every single human being that has that light bulb turn on. Is just like the concept in the Bible where it talks about until the cup of iniquity is overflowed. That's when and every Gentile is saved. Like God is waiting on the last Gentile to be saved. Right. Or we could call it awakened in modern day terms before the day of the Lord will hit. The day of the Lord is the day of judgment for the bad people and our awakening day. It's where this like jubilee, this massive, whether you want to call it the rapture, whatever you want. I believe in the rapture personally, a pre-tribulation rapture. But my opinions are subject to change as I get information and more knowledge and discernment. But this day of the Lord is hanging on the, on the hinge of people waking up. And what better way for people to wake up than to be pushed Slowly, slowly off the edge. And with every light bulb that turns on, not only do we get closer to the judgment day of these bad people, where they all go down, like the last scene in Godfather 3, where they're all sitting in one room and the helicopter just mows them all down, right? We also get to see a civilization of humanity that may have existed before, okay? We don't know enough. I don't like calling myself a truther because I don't know what the truth is. I just know that what they fed us is not the truth, right? But this civilization that is decentralized, if you think about every single part of society today, goes back to a hub. It's centralized where these massive corporations have basically monopolized and ate up industries just like a hungry hippo. And whoever had the most, you know, balls, most chips was able to leverage those chips to end up buying this competition. And eventually they become these honchos just sitting behind, you know, their, their mansions and their big walls, keeping all of, all of us enslaved and out of the loop. But with awakening comes a new type of civilization, a civilization where concepts like cryptocurrency, these decentralized, blockchained, you know, individual individual nodes all around the world or all around our communities, to, de- to, to remove the responsibility or the, the ability for one person or a couple of people to dictate the rules for everybody else, to make it more of a republic in every def- definition of the word. And that applies to not just currency or finances, but it applies to politics. It applies to charity. It applies to education. If every single part of let's say we're gonna talk about your neighborhood, if every single single neighbor in your neighborhood was participating in this blockchain education, where one you know you know uh, a couple of teachers a day would teach the, the kids of the neighborhood. And the curriculum was decided on by all of the different parents, and uh, there was transparency in the information. We never, we don't have the Rothschild or the Rockefeller family running education as we know it today, where they get to decide what goes into the textbooks and what doesn't, and they own the Smithsonian and all the all the archaeology is is passed through their filter. Imagine the education curve that we would witness, and the. Creativity and how we present the education to the kids instead of it being like what I experienced growing up where most of us do where you're sitting in a prison basically and then they tell you you're ADD or ADHD because you don't want to sit still they give you all this medication to zombie you out because you're thinking outside of the box decentralization is something they don't want and it seems like even though they seem like they're in control they're panicking They don't have anything in control. They are panicking. You have to pay attention. The behaviors of someone who is running things confidently would not do what Hillary just did. She's still hung up on 2016. She's reading her would-be victory speech and saying how Trump, if he wins again in 2024, it's the end of democracy as we know it. These are not statements of someone who is sane or mentally stable and then you got Biden this bummer broke what is it build back broke uh, going on Fallon and saying that the the main reason America is divided are two things Trump and the QAnon (laughs) think about it is there a reason why this why this mentally incompetent president if we want to call him that we'll call him a resident is claiming that this Internet hoax, as the media likes to call it, this LARP, live action role play, is one of the main reasons America is in trouble. I thought it was a, a joke, like nothing to put up, you know, to worry about. It makes eyes go to Q. More eyes, more ears, more minds go to Q. You read the posts. what do the posts talk about? Oh, patriots are in control. Oh, there's going to be a scare event. Oh, um, the only way you wake people up is to show them, not not to tell them. It lays out, and it rightfully says this is the biggest intel drop in the history of mankind, okay? Rightfully lays out a scenario that no one knew exactly how it was going. That's why I was so tired of listening to all these pundits trying to like decode, uh, decode Q. But it lays out the scenario where an awakening was coming and it needed to be hard and harsh. And they even say it's going to get harsher. Economics are going to fall through. Uh, there's going to be some sort of sky event, biblical, all these terms where people will fall to their knees, whether you're atheist, Muslim, Jew, etc., cetera, et cetera, You will fall to your knees and look up. Does that mean it's the second coming of Jesus? I don't know. Does it mean it's going to look like the apocalypse, like the sky is going to rip into two and you're going to physically see beyond the veil? I don't know. These are all possibilities. But it leads to one thing, a scared elite that are not in control, that are exposing the fact that they are simple men and women with not much intelligence. Okay, They may be clever, but they're not very intelligent, that thought their entities were Immortal that thought the entities they worshipped and that were giving them power when they served, that they didn't have a Most High God running the show. You know those principalities that the Bible talks about? Those principalities that rebelled against God? Those are the ones that these elites are worshipping. And they think that they're you know those principalities are going to provide them with immortality, with wealth, with power. They may have, they may have, for a period of time. That season's... Is, is It's done. It's done. Our God, the God of the Bible, the good guy, he's on the side of waking people up with their own hands so that you feel proud of the process you went through. You feel vindicated, rewarded, um, liberated, victorious. Every kind of word you wanted to use to describe the feeling you would feel when you break through this. It's a Goliath trying to keep you down is the best way to describe it it's a monster trying to keep you asleep trying to keep you under water you feel like you cannot get out no matter what your kids are going to hell everything around you is it's it's a terrifying existence literally sometimes i wonder if it's hell sometimes i do but those elites know That their principalities are being wiped out in the spiritual war. The war in the heavenlies that we cannot see. Where all of these UFOs exist in. And all of those conspiracies exist in. That's the supernatural realm. okay. Just because we never got to visualize it before. All the pastors that would talk about angels and demons and supernatural things. Are finally now like, look. You see what I'm talking about? just because cnn and msnbc is talking about the pentagon declassifying this and that doesn't mean it hasn't existed for 10,000 years or however long this this you know creation has been around but that war is being won by the good guys and it's why you feel lighter every day just little by little and some days you still feel bad because it's not completely cleansed yet the complete cleansing comes on the day of the lord And the ideal, if you want an image of this decentralized world where we run our communities, we teach our children, we run our currencies, we we go after passion and and purpose instead of money and paycheck. Um, This true utopia is what we pray for as Christians every day. And that's the Lord's Prayer. We talk about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're trying to bring heaven onto earth. Try to revive the Garden of Eden before the the serpent got involved. And this supernatural creature, you notice, was around since creation. That's how long this battle has been going on. Our ancestors failed. Some of them succeeded, but only for a time, right? We are alive at a moment where we get to see this ultimate victory. This ultimate victory. I don't know what we did to deserve this. But God knows. And he loves us. And he wants us to succeed. So if God's on my side. Why am I scared? Why would I ever be scared? And that's the. the That is the position I had to come to. In the last three months. Why would I be defeated? Yeah the military was a, a bummer. A big bummer. And to hear all the stories of, of people who are serving. You're talking about. People with actual honors, they are doing their duty. And because their conscience is telling them to not take this politicized thing, are being fired, are being told they cannot train, no more you know, uh, ascension in the, in, the, in the process of the Pentagon. It's just one thing after another, ostracizing most of the military community. Imagine the morale in there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Everything we fight for, the Constitution, the New Testament, the Bible, everything we fight for is against what you what we're being put through. Where Where's the leadership of the good guys that are quick, you know, to stand up and actually say, listen, this doesn't make sense. We should not be allowing this to happen and buck against the corrupt leadership. I don't know. That's just me And those are my thoughts And we've already outlined In previous episodes How At the end of the day We're living in an irregular Informational Generational war Okay This decides The next Thousand years Of mankind Whether we live Under a communist Slave Type of system That is labeled In the Bible In the Book of Revelations I believe Don't quote me Okay. This one world globalist beast system where you can only participate and mark and buy or sell if you have this mark on your right hand or your forehead. And that's coming. Don't kid yourself. Okay, with these QR codes that are on the phones now. What what are these big tech guys known for? Convenience. Why why use your phone? Just put the thing, put a quantum tattoo on your hand or on your forehead so your face ID captures it. And boom, you buy your sell. If the, the good old boys in, in uh, wherever the hub of this one world government is, let's say Brussels, if they decide you're being a bad citizen, they shut off your ability to do that. <laughs> Who's going to feed you, fam? If your family members help you out, they're ostracized. Look at China. The same thing happens now already. Already. God wins. God wins. Let me sip this tea. got me hot and bothered. So this kingdom, this kingdom can only be brought when we take individual responsibility. The change that we want to see in this world, whether we like it or not, and I know we're in a situation now where we've been coddled Spoiled even if we're we're poor in America, we're still pretty good compared to poverty in India or any one of these, you know, countries. We're pretty spoiled people. We're spoiled. We have to shake off that sloth. Isn't that a sin? Being lazy, just wanting to be taken care of. It's on us. We want to have children. I do. Okay, I'm 31. My parents had me when they were 17 and 18. I wish I could have done that. Part of it was, you know, the world was different by the time I was 17 or 18. Another part of it was I was spoiled by that time. And I thought the world owed me. They all owe me. Y'all owe me, man. (laughs) Now I'm 31 and I'm ready. And unfortunately, no woman is ready. For me. <laughs> I talk about a girlfriend the last few episodes. Well, in the last three months, we lost that too. Hallelujah. Uh, it's all a blessing. Pray for them. Pray for her. She's an amazing girl. Just didn't work out. Um, but we have to shake off the scales, the weight of comfort. And look in the mirror, like that MJ song. I mean, how amazing. How amazing. Sometimes your life has its own prophetic meaning. Man in the Mirror, one of my favorite songs growing up. Even even the things we do in sin, like idolizing people. God's got lessons in there for us, too, when we look back on them. When I was like six or seven, my mom took me to this TV show to perform in Lebanon. And guess what the show was called? Keep in mind, I don't know much about religion at the time. My parents, yeah, like just like all these other parents, we're born into a religion, but we don't practice it, right? So my parents are more secular than they are practicing Muslims. And this show was called Noah's Ark. And we're right now living in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And what does the Bible say about this day? It's just like the days of Noah. It's odd things like that, but I say, what I'm saying is, MJ, man in the mirror, you gotta look in the mirror and make a change, and you can't help it, right? But you're singing the song, you hear it already. (laughs) It's funny how music works like that. That's why now all I listen to is psalms being put into music, so I can memorize the (laughs) psalms. I'm going to try to to include a little part of this new song I heard it's called Favorite Place by Carrie Job if I'm not mistaken. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But we have to start by being grateful. First of all, no matter our circumstances, no matter how frail we might be, how sick physically, mentally, financially, whatever the, the the ailment is, we have to thank God and learn to look to all the blessings we have in life. No matter how small they might be in our in our eyes, trust me, it's relative, it's relative. There are so many people out there that are suffering harder and harder than we can imagine. and I try every single day to put myself in their shoes and to thank God for all the blessings I got. Count them off, count them off. We put so much energy and, and effort into doing the, the mundane, worldly things like checking our phones, going on social media. Why don't we just shut it all down for a bit and count blessings? And when we start doing that, you realize how, un, like, how we, we fail every day to breach God's love for us, to, to meet Him in the middle. And even still, He still loves us. He's still there for us. Like the best kind of dad we wish we had. And we do. We just can't see him. We just can't see him. And that's the the, the the strength. And the the strength of our abilities. To be able to actually have faith in the unseen. Because the glory that we'll receive. The grace that we receive from committing to what we know in our hearts is real. It's going to be beyond words. Beyond words. I'd rather be on God's side any day, all day, than on the side of, of a good person who's trying to do good in a bad environment and is willing to do bad things to get along. Any day. And that's most men, by the way. 99%. I'm saying, like, it's that bad out here. It's that bad. We will do anything to get along. Where are those people that will stand up against Teachers teaching kids pedophilia Where are those parents that will stand up against Adults teaching kids About sexuality Why have we allowed things to get this bad Why Look in the mirror It's our only chance We can't leave it to our, to our kids They're looking up to us And, and waking up to this truth, this reality, and coming clean of each one of our mistakes and sins. Because trust me, I'm not perfect. I do not claim to be. I will never claim to be perfect. I'm the most self-aware, imperfect dude there might be. But... When you start waking up to this individual responsibility that you share with all mankind, all mankind, to come clean of these addictions, because that's what it is, it's an addiction to comfort, it's an addiction to staying cozy, they start feeling like withdrawals off of drugs, you literally start feeling anxious, depressed, uh, The anxiety causes shakes. The anxiety causes insomnia. Things become like... It's like a dark night of the soul. Like one of our last episodes. It becomes just like that. It feels rough trying to shake all of that darkness off of you. But as soon... As soon as you shake it all off... The the lightness that you feel... The ability to kind of hop through hellfire will blow you away. You will be able to walk, if let's say you battle alcoholism, you'll be able to hop through a bar with, let's say another one of your vices is hot women, okay, just women in general you'll be able to hop through that bar that's got whiskey on the bar and hot women being laid down on the tables and like body shots and all that. Hop through it like nothing. That's how it would feel. The freedom. These shackles that society has wanted to put on us, they're invisible, just like the invisible that God is, right? Anybody who suffered through addiction... Does not have a problem believing in the unseen because the cha- the chains of addiction are unseen, but they are damn well real, damn real. I have been, I haven't touched alcohol in months. I haven't touched weed in months. Now, thank God, it's been, they they weren't addictions per se, right? I'm I, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic or addicted to drugs or anything but they became my comfort. If I had a bad day, I would go to these things to calm down. But I've stopped. It's been months. I feel incredible. My biggest vice I'd say two biggest vices out of all of them were nicotine, so vaping, those little jewels or whatever, and you could laugh all you want, masturbation We can talk about masturbation and what that does to the psyche, especially with porn and all that stuff in another episode, but as soon as I was able to quit what I thought was an insurmountable thing, nicotine, because that's like a physical addiction, right? I was unstoppable. It was after that that I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the military now. I can do this. Not just that, when I was going through, I forgot to mention, they offered special warfare to me. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. For me to be offered special warfare, who am I? Those guys are beasts. They're incredible, right? The creme de la creme. Again, I don't want to hark on my disappointments, but... I say all of these things to remind you that you're not alone. You're not alone. We're all living in this fishbowl and we see the glass of the bowl, we see it. And we know we're floating, but our owners, our masters, keep trying to tell us we're swimming in the ocean, okay? And no matter what we do, we can't break free of that glass. But take it from me, and you can see it in the progression of what's happening in countries like Australia and Germany and France, less so in America, because Americans, I'm telling you, we have been the most culturally corrupted out of all the world. That's why we've been exporting this garbage. We were the hub of the cultural corruption for decades, since rock and roll started. So we've, we're, we're really like, it's going to take a miracle for us to wake up. But thank God, what we've got to kind of like buck against the system is our weapons. Nobody's going to mess with the firearms over here. In France, they kind of jumped on you guys quick. And in Australia, because you didn't have the means to defend yourselves. But now I'm seeing videos of French freedom fighters just beating the brakes off of these cops. And, hey... If that's what it's going to take, you got to let the devil know who, the, who they're messing with, okay? Um, we don't turn the other cheek here, bro. You're coming for my family. You're coming for my kids. You're coming for my freedom. You're coming for my job, for my food. You won't even let me into a supermarket unless I have a... Pa- I got to show you my papers, bro. What do we think? We're living in the 30s again? <laughs> Are we living in communist China, bro? No, oh uh, no, 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 mon ami. So all these French boys are just knocking these cops out. And uh, it should give you a sense of hope that this is going to end up working out. No matter what we're used to, we're used to at least 2,000 years of tyranny. Dude, they crucified our Lord and Savior. Okay. It's been a shitty experience for all humankind for a long time. Whether you believe in Antar- you know Atlantis, and Tartaria, whatever you, alternative history you believe in. I don't know the truth. I don't even know what my purpose is sometimes. And that's okay. We're all fighting towards transparency, freedom of information, true freedom. I'm talking about I want to know everything. I want to know where they got the bones of these Nephilim. I want to know genetic makeup and our history and why we got different races. All these secrets they've kept from us. Because I know for a fact it's going to unite all of humanity. And that's why they keep it from us. Anything that will grant us power over them, they keep from us. Die unto yourself. Be free. Be free. Let Christ reign in you and like I said in the beginning instead of just letting Jesus take the wheel let him own the car (laughs) be the passenger the driver and sitting in the back let him dictate what's the destination and then let him tell you when to get out of the car I'm saying it's that simple no matter how many kids you got in the house how many dependents you got they would rather you be a freedom fighter for them than just a provider because if you're providing for them and you got a roof over the head food on the table but you're leading them straight to hell and into hitler's germany what are you doing you're not you don't need me to tell you what are you doing so thank god i thank god for you i thank god for this podcast I thank God for my life, I thank God for my family, my parents, every single thing, the food on the table, the people I come in contact with, the girlfriends, the ex-girlfriends, that my future wife, that I pray I've met already, and my future children, if I'm destined to have children. Be grateful, people, be grateful. We're going to be okay. And awaken to your greatness. This has been Ali Red Zatar. Over and out.